are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for Audiobook News, read from Audiophile Magazine. My name is Sarah. Today we're going to start off with the In the Studio interview with Eduardo Ballerini and Julia Whelan. Golden Voice narrators Eduardo Ballerini and Julia Whelan talked with us about recording Cormac McCarthy's novel Stella Maris. Audiophile. Stella Maris is told through dialogue between two characters, and the two of you were actually in the recording booth together, which is pretty unusual. Tell us about that experience and how it impacted your performance. Eduardo Ballerini. When I first read Stella Maris, I knew we had to be in the same room to record it. It's a novel, yes but it's told as a dialogue between two characters, a play, really, with no other narrative. When Kelly Gildea at Penguin Random House arranged an initial Zoom meeting with us about doing this, and we were all looking at each other in little boxes on our screens, I thought, oh, no, we can't do it like this, and everyone agreed. Being able to look at each other in the eye and imagine the space as the therapist's office when the novel takes place was critical. Both Julia and I have backgrounds in film and television, too, so it was a chance to use some acting muscles that audiobooks typically don't allow. I felt like I was on a set as much as in a recording studio. Julia Whelan The three of us believed that this book deserved that particular ineffable alchemy that happens when two people share the same space. Just being able to make eye contact, sense each other's energy shifts. When I felt vulnerable, I could look at Eduardo's shoes. We said repeatedly that it felt like we were on set or doing a staged reading. We've known each other long enough to trust each other, not just as friends, but as actors, and this choice allowed us to share a fullness of that relationship with the listener. Audiophile. Julia, you also portrayed Alicia in The Passenger. What was it like to follow her journey through these two books? Julia Whelan. I read, though I didn't record, Stella Maris first, and had a very different initial take on Alicia as a result. When I prepped The Passenger, I realized how incomplete my initial take had been. In The Passenger, she's described as having a good heart and being good to people, quiet and polite, which is not how she comes across in Stella Maris. But by the time she appears in the second book, she thinks her brother is dying, if not already dead, and is done living herself. Plus, seeing how her delusions, though she wouldn't call them delusions, and I'm not sure I would call them that either, manifested, gave me such sympathy for her character. Reading and then recording what goes on in her head changed everything for me. After recording The Passenger, I was just flattened. The director, Christina Rooney, and I both agreed it was the most depleting day we'd ever spent in the studio. Nonsensical vaudeville takes its toll after six hours, so going into recording Stella Maris, I imagined what Alicia would be like at twenty, having lived that way for eight years. The empathy and admiration I suddenly had for her were boundless. Audiophile. Stella Maris deals with some difficult subjects. How do you guide the listener through what might be a challenging listen, and why might audio be the best way to experience this book? Julia Whelan. Obviously, the emotional shallows in the piece are treacherous, but it's also surprisingly funny. So that balance helped us through. For me, the major, albeit hilarious challenge, was sounding convincing as a math genius. I'm just not wired that way. A small example. When I see numbers, my brain automatically converts them into their corresponding words. 
So Kelly and I asked Christina Rooney, director of The Passenger, to read Stella Maris and then essentially take us to math camp. Christine is one of the smartest people I know, and also a superman with decades of experience explaining things to children, which was precisely what we required. What she taught us about topology and quantum entanglement and set theory blew the story open for me. When you really understand the book on that plane, the science and the math, the whole text just opens, unravels before you like a three-dimensional tapestry. Stunning. Once you understand the science, you understand why it matters to Alicia, and then you understand Alicia, a nesting doll of comprehension. So I think audio is the best way to experience this book because hopefully I sound like I know what I'm talking about. And even if the concepts aren't explicitly explained, the character's relationship to them, what they mean to her, is clearer. Eduardo Ballerini. Julia has the heavier lifting when it comes to the complicated ideas being discussed in Stella Maris. My role as the therapist was to coax the story from the character Alicia, so I purposely didn't do any extra research. My thinking was, well, I would be hearing all for this for the first time, so let me bring that energy into the room. Let me feel this out and discover things as I go. Let me be like the listener. And if there was ever a book that is well served in audio, this is surely it. As I said, it's a play as much as it is a novel. Audiophile, is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience of recording Stella Maris? Eduardo Ballerini, I'm so grateful to Kelly Gildea for making this happen the way it did and for directing us so beautifully. She deserves a lot of credit here, and to Julia. We've been friends for a while, and to get a chance to work together like this was a treat. I hope there are more opportunities to do things this way as the industry continues to grow and evolve. Julia Whelan, my gratitude for Kelly knows no bounds. I can honestly say this is my favorite experience I've ever had in the booth. What could possibly top this? And now for reviews of The Passenger, The Passenger Book 1, and Stella Maris, pa The Passenger Book 2. The Passenger, Book One, by Cormac McCarthy, read by MacLeod Andrews and Julia Whelan. Candidly, some works of fiction, those in which tone, literary style, and sound matter, work very well, maybe better, as audiobooks. The protagonists of this audiobook are superbly portrayed by MacLeod Andrews and Julia Whelan. They are gifted mimics and switch off in this braided tale of loss, hopeless love, and social collapse. Both plumb the depths of the wounded brother and sister Bobby and Alicia Western, who are lost souls in this excursion into the dark, soul-depleting demi-monde of Cormac McCarthy. Whelan and MacLeod put authentic voices to the dual protagonist's thoughts and conversations that make the characters materialize, those who are human anyway. Some actors in this drama are comical figments of one character's imagination, glib vaudevillian creations of a schizophrenic mind. It's available from Random House Audio, 12.75 hours unabridged. Trade edition at digital download, ISBN 978-073-936-8794 for $25, also CD. Books on tape as the library edition, digital download, ISBN 978-059-363-3588 for $95. Stella Maris, The Passenger Book 2, by Cormac McCarthy, read by Julia Whelan and Eduardo Ballerini. 
In this coda to McCarthy's best-selling novel, The Passenger, narrators Julia Whelan and Eduardo Ballerini play the parts of troubled mathematical genius Alicia Western and her therapist as she seeks treatment in a mental hospital named Stella Maris. As the story is told entirely through the transcripts of Alicia's treatment, Whelan brings an edge of madness and yearning to her performance of a paranoid schizophrenic. She expresses Alicia's philosophy and scientific theory in the shaky voice of a child in pain. Ballerini shines as her challenged therapist, using his soft but affecting voice to poke and prod until the truth is gently revealed. The story is told only in dialogue words that challenge our perceptions of life and reality. Random House Audio has this, 4.75 hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-073-936-8817 for $20, also CD. Books on Tape has the Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-363-3595 for $47.50. And now let's take a look at history and biography titles. Young Bloomsbury, the generation that redefined love, freedom, and self-expression in 1920s England, by Nino Strachey, read by Nino Strachey. The younger members of the Bloomsbury group didn't change the world as their elders did, Keynes, Lytton Strachey, Virginia Woolf, but their sexual adventures laid the groundwork for our changing mores. Nino Strachey, yes, a relative of Lytton, delivers her own text with little drama but considerable clarity. Much of her focus is on those sexual relationships, so it is just as well not to over-dramatize them, but the creative lives of a second generation in Bloomsbury deserve more and more evocative attention. With such a heavy emphasis on the physical and romantic entanglements of the characters, they sometimes become hard to keep sorted out, and some vocal characterization would have helped in keeping score. It's available from Simon & Schuster Audio, 6.75 hours unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-179-714-7734 for $17. Magnificent Rebels, The First Romantics and the Invention of the Self, by Andrea Wolfe, read by Julie Teal. British actress Julie Teal brings elegance and grace to popular historian Andrea Wolfe's lively account of the unconventional group of authors, poets, and intellectuals who congregated in Jena, Germany in the 1790s and early 1800s, and together inaugurated the modern romantic idea of self. The narrative is highly accessible but challenging, and Teal's skill proves essential. Until Napoleon's battle there in 1806, Jena had housed some of the most illustrious and enduring names of the era, Goethe, Schiller, Hegel, Alexander von Humboldt, and several lesser-known but thoroughly modern women, all illuminated here by concise detail and immaculate prose. With such abundance to work with, Thiel delivers a lovely, unforced, pitch-perfect narration. It's available from Random House Audio, 15 hours long, unabridged. Trade Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-362-7624 for $25. Books on Tape as the Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-059-362-7631 for $95. All the Knowledge in the World, The Extraordinary History of the Encyclopedia, by Simon Garfield, read by Tim Bentink. British actor Tim Bentink narrates this remarkably witty and pithy audiobook with a sense of informed fun. 
He has a fine ability to mimic. Americans, French people, and Germans all are nicely emulated, and his restrained glee suits the encyclopedia Maven Garfield's writing. He paces his delivery intelligently. Chock a block with factoids. This audiobook traces how knowledge came to be codified from the Britannica to Wikipedia. The more than two centuries of publishing information are covered smartly. Those interested in how Wikipedia editors work will find out in this text. This audiobook is at once a history of how information ecosystems have evolved and how each incarnation represented its age. It's available from Harper Audio, twelve hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven eight zero zero six three two nine two three one four for twenty seven ninety nine. Working nine to five: A women's movement, a labor union, and the iconic movie by Ellen Cassidy, with an introduction by Jane Fonda, read by Hilary Huber. Part history lesson and part manual for social change. This audiobook is an inspiring listen. Hilary Huber pulls listeners in with an engaging, optimistic tone as she narrates Cassidy's compelling memoir of founding the Nine to Five movement and all that followed, including the iconic movie. In 1973, ten women came together in Boston to address problems in the workplace, including sexism, unequal pay, discrimination, and more. With a behind-the-scenes look at their personal stories and the challenges they faced, the story also reminds us of how far we've come while providing a framework for future activism. Huber's passion, humor, and authenticity pull listeners in as she provides the historical background of the movement and a roadmap for the future in the continued fight for equality. It's available from Blackstone Audio, eight hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven nine eight two one two one nine seven four seven two for nineteen ninety five. Also a CD or MP three. Library edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven nine eight two one two one nine seven four six five for fifty four ninety five. Also CD. My people: five decades of writing about Black lives. By Charlene Hunter-Galt, read by Charlene Hunter-Galt. The author presents this collection of previously published articles and essays chronicling many important events and people of the civil rights movement. Charlene Hunter-Galt is an activist, a journalist, and a former foreign correspondent for National Public Radio. This important collection of her work highlights her contributions both as an activist and as a journalist. Untergalt's experience as a radio news correspondent, along with her passion and knowledge, come through with each chapter. From her own participation in the integration of the University of Georgia in 1961, through the end of apartheid in South Africa and the historic election of President Obama, her coverage illuminates the experiences of Black Americans, including everyday experiences and issues that persist today. It's available from Harper Audio, 13 hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven eight zero zero six three one three five four one three for twenty seven ninety nine. And now let's take a look at contemporary culture titles. What if two additional serious scientific answers to absurd hypothetical questions by Randall Munro, read by Will Wheaton. Star Trek alum and narrator Will Wheaton perfectly matches his big and generous vocal style to the absurdly educational feel of this second installment by Randall Munro. 
Once again, the cartoonist slash author slash roboticist slash XKCD webmaster offers witty and amazingly well-researched ruminations on dozens of off-the-wall, out-of-this-universe topics, infinitely huge numbers, complicated mathematical theories, and sizable chemical equations all sound accessible and downright entertaining when Wheaton delivers answers to questions posed by children and adults alike, such as how tall would a billion-story building be? How many New Yorkers could a Tyrannosaurus Rex eat? And what would happen if a solar system were filled with soup? Gleefully engaging and informative, this production has no hints of sarcasm, just delight for inquiring minds full ages. It's available from Penguin Audio, six and a half hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978052563 for $25. Books on Tape as the Library Edition, Digital Download, ISBN 978-052-563-5710 for $95. Status and Culture by W. David Marks, read by Daniel Henning. For a theoretical treatise on what contemporary culture is and how it works, Status and Culture proves a surprisingly entertaining listen Narrator Daniel Henning has a knack for highlighting key terms and ideas in a conversational tone of voice. This helps him present the elements of author David Marx's grand theory of culture in a clear and accessible manner. According to Marx, it's not so much status and culture, but status is culture. His examples and case studies about what we wear, what we eat and drink, what we read and view are fun to follow. His overall message, that our tastes are determined by our desire to be seen as members of a cultural elite, never varies from start to finish. It's available from Penguin Audio, 13 hours long and abridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-059-359-2762 for $22.50. Books on tape as the library edition, digital download, ISBN 978059 Three five nine two seven seven nine for ninety five dollars. Notes on resistance by Noam Chomsky and David Barsamian, read by Daniel Corrin. Sorry, Donald Corrin. Donald Corrin's performance is as balanced as it gets. He's tasked with conveying what is essentially an extended interview in which journalist Barsamian's questions invite Noam Chomsky's detailed answers. Perhaps one of the most recognized public intellectuals. Chomsky fields questions on the nature of a pandemic, its impact on the wealth gap, and American politics over the past decade. The mostly one-sided conversation follows the timeline of the 2016 elections, the pandemic, and the mutual culpability of various pandering decisions across the political spectrum. Corrin conveys this back and forth without flourish, keeping listeners engaged with the depth and nuance of Chomsky's critical analysis of the world's precarious condition. The result is an informative perspective on the nature of political power. It's available from Blackstone Audio, seven hours long, unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-821-219-2361 for $16.95, also a CD or MP3. Library edition, digital download, ISBN 979-821-219-2354 for $49.95, also as CD. Beaverland, How One Weird Rodent Made America, by Leela Phillip, read by Christine Lakin. 
Christine Lakin's enthusiasm and authenticity lure the listener into the beaver world. Author Layla Phillip casts a wide net as she delves into their cultural significance for some North American tribes, stresses how vitally important beaver dams are to clean water every day, and recounts how John Jacob Astor became rich from trading beaver skins. Lakin clearly conveys the respect and empathy that Philip has for trappers, fur traders, and environmentalists alike, despite these being on different sides of a political spectrum. Lakin captures the lighter moments, too. She sounds as weirdly fascinated as we are by the beaver lady who let more than a dozen beavers live in her home, even though they sometimes chewed the legs off her furniture. And narrator Christine Lakin says... While some of the names and places proved a bit challenging as a narrator, Leila Phillips's personal journey and the rich character she brought to life made this not only incredibly educational, but interesting throughout. It's available from Hachette Audio, 12 and a half hours unabridged. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-154-916-2848 for 25.98. And let's finish off with some young adult titles. Never Ever Getting Back Together by Sophie Gonzalez, read by Barry Krynick and Natalie Nodis. Enjoy this rambunctious performance by glowing narrators Barry Krynick and Natalie Nordis. Sky and Maya have two things in common. They're both exes of Geordie, and they're both invited to participate in a dating game show to win back his affections. While Maya is dead set on exposing Geordie as a master manipulator, Sky is optimistic that she might rekindle love again. Both Krynik and Nordis offer polarizing narrations, at first with Sky possessed by fiery anger and Maya aloof. But as the game show continues, Sky and Maya open themselves up to more possibilities for happiness as they get to know each other. After that, the performances become light, flirty, and quite wholesome, a nice twist on a fun plot. It's available from Macmillan Audio, nine and a half hours unabridged, recommended for ages 14 and up. Trade Edition Digital Download ISBN nine seven eight one two five zero eight six eight five nine six for twenty six ninety nine. Scattered Showers Stories by Rainbow Roll, read by Rebecca Lohman and Ewan Morton. Rebecca Lohman narrates eight of the nine romantic stories in Rainbow Roll's first short story collection. The stories involve new, diverse settings. In one, a line of people wait for days for a Star Wars opening. In another, a fantastical imaginary girl falls for an imaginary boy as both await becoming characters in a book. Whether she's portraying whimsical or realistic, returning or new characters, Loman helps listeners savor the slow burn quality of friendships building to love, of tensions easing into romance. Ewan Morton, who previously narrated Roll's Simon Snow series, delivers a short story featuring Simon and Baz, two favorite Roll characters. Mostly set in winter, the stories make for warm seasonal listening. It's available from Macmillan Audio, eight hours long, unabridged, recommended for ages 14 and up. Trade edition, digital download, ISBN 978-125-085-9303 for 19.99. Aces Wild by Amanda DeWitt, read by Robbie Damond. Robbie Damon narrates Jack Shannon's first-person story embracing the teen's wit, sardonic tones, and talent for grifting. Jack's mother, the CEO of a casino, has been arrested, and he is determined to get justice by any means necessary. At boarding school, Jack has made four self-proclaimed asexual online friends. 
He calls on them to join him in Las Vegas to take down his mother's rival, and they discover a larger plot than he'd ever imagined. Damon does an excellent job portraying Jack's mates. With his skill, their diverse sexualities and backgrounds lift them from stereotypes and make each unique. Damon keeps up the tension throughout as the heists mount, and he periodically reveals emotional notes for Jack's family and friends. Available from recorded books, ten and a half hours unabridged, recommended for ages twelve and up. Library edition, digital download. ISBN nine seven eight one seven zero five zero seven eight eight zero eight for twenty seven ninety nine. Also CD or MP3. And that's it for me for today. Thank you for joining us for audio book news. My name is Sarah. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling three zero three seven eight six seven 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 seven.